0: Hey all you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Are we tired of that yet? Y'all tired of Tiger King references yet? That shit was funny. <laughs> it, it was funny. Um, so <laughs> sorry, y'all. We just being goofy. Anywho, welcome to episode two of the Blood Sisters Podcast. Yes. Thank you for joining Ooh, us and still Ooh. rocking with us thus far. I am joined once again by my two co-hosts, Christina and Rachel. How you ladies doing? Fine, good, great, grand, wonderful, great and wonderful. Yes. Oh, you you excited over there? Yes. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I am happy to be here with you ladies yet again. But before we continue, please like comment and subscribe to our youtube and facebook pages you can find us under the name blood sisters with a z sisters i think we're finally set on that name so no fear it will not be changing (laughs) (laughs) now this week we are discussing one of America's most notorious, notorious serial killers and cannibals. I will say, warning, this episode does contain graphic details about the murders of children by a very sick individual. So it may be difficult for some of our listeners just giving you a heads up. Also, I will mention, for those of you looking uh, forward to our Emmy Award winning reenactments, there will be none this week. There will be no visual. <laughs> all poo. All right. not this week but next week we back out there and throwing it out there okay uh, now this week we are discussing albert fish born hamilton frank howard as i said he was an american serial killer child rapist and cannibal uh some of the nicknames that he went by
1: the gray man was uh-huh. the most popular one
2: the boogeyman yes the
0: boogeyman, yes
1: the brooklyn vampire Mm-hmm. The Werewolf of Wisteria, mm-hmm. and a sick
0: individual if you just ask me. Okay, and one of my favorite, the Moon Maniac. You yeah. guys seen that? I think I'm gonna get a tattoo to say yeah. that. Moon not maniac. not in, I, in honor of him, not, of course, but
1: but I just thought, damn it! All right, let's. I, switch am, it. I am also a Moon Maniac, but not in the pedophile way yes exactly <laughs> cannibalistic way of albert
0: fish there it is and these are all very fitting names for fishy who was a frail quiet uh, quiet excuse me a uh, more mustache than face and extremely <laughs> dangerous man We we's gonna call him fishy here fishy fishy fishy. Hey, fishy 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 <laughs> Fishy.
1: childhood yeah all right let's get started in this sick twisted adventure um born may 19th 1870 in washington dc um born with the name hamilton howard fish he was apparently named after an ancestor who was a governor of new york in the 1850s Oh wow! and this ancestor also served as a secretary of state for the ulysses s grant administration um So he came from a very interesting family with a lot of different backgrounds. His father, Randall Fish, was 75 years old when he was born. And his mother, Mm -hmm. Ellen Fish, was 43 years younger. So she was 32. 32. Uh, Woof.
0: Girl, bye. Mm.
2: He wasn't no sugar daddy. Nuh uh. He wasn't <laughs> no sugar
0: daddy. He didn't even have no more sugar in his tank at that point. I mean, technically, he did. He had fish. <laughs> he, he had. That's true. He used a little powder sugar. He That's true. Something. That's he true.
1: little <laughs> A
0: little powder sugar.
1: <laughs> now, apparently, mental illness ran in the family. Mom suffered from visual and auditory hallucinations. Mm. The brother was said to have been in an asylum for some time. His sister was diagnosed with a mental affliction. Mm. That was all I was able to find. I didn't find anything else regarding her. And they also had an uncle who was diagnosed with mania and had religious psychosis. So, can definitely say it ran in the family, but... Mm -hmm. Had a lot more happen in his life, as we will see, um, that will kind of lead into his ultimate madness or something, whatever it's called. Mm -hmm. Yes. So his father died when he was just five years old. So his dad was 80. Um, The only thing that Albert Fish claims to remember about his father is the nickname that his father gave him, Stick in the Mud. Ah. which <laughs> I, I i read that <laughs> i also I read he had it. a nickname of uh, ham and eggs ham and eggs <laughs> was another nickname that was given to him by bullies which Aww. he eventually changed his name to albert fish to get away from that mm-hmm. childhood nickname um he was a supposed bedwetter and oh. after the father died the mom did not have the resources to take care of all four of her children. Um, besides him, he had a sister Annie Fish and two brothers Edwin Fish and Walter Winchell Fish. Mm-hmm. So the children were placed into an orphanage. The orphanage was St. John's Home for Boys um, in Brooklyn. And a quote from him that kind of segues into stuff that he experienced while at the orphanage is I was there till I was nearly nine, and that's where I got started wrong. We Mm. were unmercifully whipped. I saw boys doing many things they should not have done. So while in the orphanage, um, one positive thing that might be kind of cool that I read is that he sang in the choir. Oh, so there's that. (laughs) You think he was singing religious songs? 'Cause a lot of those I don't orphanages think they had a were like choice.
0: Yeah, those <laughs> orphanages were
1: like heavy on the religious and oh my god. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, mm. besides that, um, he was beaten by staff members and older boys at the orphanage. So this is said to be where his sexual pleasure from pain started. Mm. Um, he would get erections while being beaten. Which would further his torment. So the kids are like, what the heck? Why are you pitching a tent while you're getting beaten? (laughs) Right. And so then he would get more beatings, which gave him more erections. And it was just a cycle for him. Um, He loved it. And everyone else probably thought it was freaking weird. Yeah. So um, he had also expressed that he experienced a sort of sexual awakening while witnessing some of the... Guardians of the orphanage whipping the younger boys mm. and watching them do it. Um, another quote from him says, uh, Misery leads to crime. I saw so many boys whipped, it ruined my mind. Wow. Hmm. And I read
0: that the caretakers, it also helped that uh, uh, the caretakers would strip the children naked in order to beat them. Mm-hmm. So that kind of added to his fantasy because he's seeing everything. Everything, right.
1: Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah. He loved it, I guess. Um, so four years later, he spent a total of four years in the orphanage. Uh, so in 1878 or 1879, the mom, Ellen, um, got a job and was able to support the children and took them back. Unfortunately, the damage was kind of already done. hmm um, but he did continue to administer his own beatings to himself with using a nail-studded paddle that he DIY'd. Um, Was he supposed
2: to laugh at that?
0: Probably not. I don't know why we all... We, uh, again, guys, we always drinking. I don't even know why we all got
1: a little chuckle out of that. But anyway. I mean, he... He had to turn to his own devices once he was gone, and he wanted to continue to administer his own beating, so right. he made this paddle. Um, at age 11, he started a relationship with a telegraph boy who introduced him to drinking urine and eating feces. Mm-hmm. And he had also started hanging out in bathing rooms so that he could see boys undress. Um, It's also said around that time that he had fallen from a tree and suffered a concussion, which led to headaches, dizzy spells, and stuttering. So he was like nanny ass. It was the headaches that made him do it. Yeah. Sure. Even though he was already well into (laughs) it. Right. (laughs) Right. That escalated it. Mm. Yes. Um, And then also around this time is where he had changed his name to Albert to get rid of that childhood nickname, Ham and Eggs. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, around the year 1890, at this time he's 20 years old, he moves to New York City with his mother. And this is where he said that he became a male prostitute and also started working as a painter doing house painting. Um, This is also around when he started molesting young children. And one theory that I have we can get into later is that this may have been when he started hurting people Mm -hmm. killing people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 1898 is when he finally got married um i had read that he had three wives in his life um 1898 was when he married anna mary hoffman Mm -hmm. they had six children together so this was his longest marriage um but he still kept some boyfriends yeah um they had a four girl
0: four boys and two girls and that random ass this information is the out there. Yeah, the
2: mother arranged, though, right?
0: Yeah, the mother did. And so I will mention, too, um, at that time he was 28 and Anna was 19. So the age gap wasn't as large as between his father and mother, but still she was a teenager. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: One of his boyfriends had taken him to a wax museum. And it was there that he saw a model of a dissected penis and became fascinated with genital mutilation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is also said that when he started molesting children, hurting children, he would look for more vulnerable children, including intellectually disabled children and black children, Mm -hmm. thinking or figuring that the police would not look for them or care. And poor children as well. He targeted poor children as well.
0: And I mean, to some degree, he kind of was right. Yeah, because... It worked? I mean, he he got away with
1: this for so long. Yeah, So long. Um, 1910 is when he met one of his BFs. Thomas Kedden was said to have also been intellectually disabled. They had a sadomasochistic relationship. Unsure if Thomas Kedden consented to this or how that actual relationship played out. On one particular day, they started having sex, and this led to Albert torturing Thomas. And this was said to have happened in a farmhouse. He was he trapped Thomas there and tortured him for a total of two weeks um, and eventually cut off half of his penis. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. so I will mention too. Um, now the crimes
0: are, are really thick, so y'all try to keep keep up with us. Um, just to do a recap, he seen the bisected penis when he went to the museum.
1: Mm-hmm. He
0: couldn't get that image off of his mind. So when he started this affair with disabled, mentally disabled Thomas Keaton, he took him to a farmhouse and tortured this young man for two weeks. Now, what I did not like is that a lot of the articles I read referred to him as his lover rather than his victim. Mm-hmm. And so that that did kind of bother me a lot. But anyway. But well, he mm-hmm. was his
2: lover first, though, right?
0: Yeah, but he was also mentally disabled, and he was 19. Right. So he still was a, a victim,
1: and Fishy was manipulating this young boy. Maybe it started off, because it seems that... Albert Fish kind of has a way of being able to lure people lure in, people. Yeah. seeming like this sweet uh-huh. older guy. He's very manipulative. And once he's got you, he's, he's got you. Later, Albert Fish had stated that he had planned to kill him, but ended up just bandaging the wound and gave him $10 before leaving. So we imagine don't know that what happened to Thomas.
0: He cut off half of your penis,
1: disinfected the wound,
0: Tossed you $10 and said, all right, bye. Go on your
2: way. So he wasn't even worth the
0: $40. Oh, not the $40. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's all right. These are very silent <laughs> chuckles at this point. For those of you who get that joke, you're amazing. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. I did read a quote uh, that Fishy did say, and he said, I shall never forget his scream or the look he gave me when talking about Thomas and torturing him for two whole weeks. Now, I I am surprised. uh, His long-suffering wife, she lasted this long, but um, by 1917, she decided to leave him for another man, leaving Fish to raise their six children Mm -hmm. all on his own. Now, it is said that after she did leave, uh, he began shoving needles in his groin, beating himself with a nail-studded paddle, eating raw meat, and stuffing wool covered in lighter fluid into his backside and setting it on fire. Yeah, he would stick it like, right up there and just <laughs> light it on fire. You can <laughs> he also interestingly um started like he he never harmed his own children i will say that he had a lot of kids but it never was reported that he harmed them however he would teach them sadomasochistic games um and try to get them to cause harm to him Mm -hmm. he also then started inviting them to eat his raw meat meals with him right Mm -hmm. like y'all want some of this and they're like No, daddy we gonna cook it first uh he then started draw- carrying articles of cannibalism and drawing unwanted attention to himself. And I will say that he was arrested a few times um, before this point, but it was not for what you would think. Uh, he got arrested before because he would send obscene letters to women's, uh, women whose names he got from advertisements. And then also he was arrested for embezzlement. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not for child pornography, for beating children, not for harming kids, but it was for embezzlement and sending obscene letters to women back in the day.
2: I read he, he had got um, arrested for uh, grand larceny, too. Yeah! But I mean, mm. that's...
0: Nothing related that's to the Nothing related shit. to what, you know, he needs to be arrested for. Right. Right. But all of this was the reason why he was interviewed by a few mental health professionals. But he was always deemed disturbed but sane. Mm-hmm. So they were never able to keep him committed for more than a few
1: weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. When his wife left him with all six children, apparently it was with a a handyman that also boarded with the family. What? <laughs> it was with the, the handyman of Not the house. Not the handyman. The handyman. Oh, I know that. Oh, that's a tease. <laughs> so she was like, you know what? I'll take the handyman. You can take the kids. I'm out. Mm. I wonder if she started having more kids with him. I wonder if. Do you think that the wife, I mean, the wife had to have known about all the sick shit he was into? She had to. Was she just waiting to find an out? I think
0: so. You'd think. And it it seems like because she was so young, it probably was one of those marriages she didn't have a say so in. Her dad probably sold her to his mother, and she was like, yeah, go ahead and marry my son. Because it was something that was organized by his mother, Mm -hmm. so she didn't even have a hand in that. She was looking for any way to get out. While it's not known exactly when he started killing, uh, we assumed it was around 1919 in Georgetown, Washington. He stabbed a mentally disabled boy. Now as we're all seeing, uh, this is clearly a pattern that he had. He would convince children to come with him by offering money and or candy. Now one of the strangest stories that I found, I'm sure you guys read this, he tried to lure 8 year old Beatrice Keel away from her parents farm by offering her money to help him to find rhubarb. And her mother caught him. I actually had a Google what the hell rhubarb was really yeah I don't cook so I was like what the fuck is, is that like a candy cane like I didn't I don't know why it sounded like a candy, a candy, candy, candy cane
1: candy. and I was like oh it's a plant like I didn't
0: nobody
1: told bunch, me shit
2: you boil it put a bunch of sugar in it it's really good over top over an um, ice cream oh mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. and rhubarb strawberry pie is really
0: good too yeah. mm-hmm. oh shit Chelsea! it blew my mind I was like oh that's what rhubarb is um, but he actually he lured her away from her mother her mother thankfully caught him and shooed him away later that same day he came back to the family's farm and attempted to sleep there but this time the father actually chased him away he was so obsessed with this one child that he tried twice in one day to get her Oh no uh,
1: shame yeah. twice in one day. Don't even have day? to play it cool, like just wait wait till the All next right, day. Give it I grace period. He won't her. <sighs> so nice. Albert was then able to get
0: Francis McDonald away from his friends and into a wooded area. Once he lured him there, he strangled him with his own suspenders and cut up his, cut up his legs and abdomen. Now fish did focus heavily on the right hamstring, so much so that he almost completely cut it off of the bone. He then left poor Francis hanging from a tree to later be discovered by a search party Mm. he admitted that he planned to castrate the boy but he got scared off when he thought he heard someone coming Francis friends actually described the man who took him as an elderly man with a gray mustache hence the name the gray man Mm -hmm. Um, Now, after 19, uh, after that 1926, he was suspected of murdering three year old Emma Richardson. In 1927, four year old Billy Gaffney was the next victim that we know about. Mm -hmm. Um, Gaffney was playing in the hallway with his friend Billy Beaton when they both went missing. Now he actually did steal both of the boys but Beaton was eventually found hours later playing on the roof. He described the man who took Gaffney as the boogeyman which Mm -hmm. is a very fitting name especially from the perspective of a child.
1: The police police said the boogeyman took him. Yeah. You got it right. I mean (laughs) he probably looked like
2: a damn character to him. This Mm -hmm. old first of all you old. Why Mm -hmm. is you doing this? So he's probably like you're an old man. Yeah. Like being mean, like you're, you're the boogeyman. It's
0: unsuspecting. And his, his features were kind of sunken in cause he was so frail right. so mm-hmm. to a child. This is terrifying. Um, the police didn't even take the child's testimony serious at first until some witnesses came forward, admitting that they saw a child fitting the description of Gaffney crying on the trolley with an older man. He was crying out for his mother. Right. Fish mm-hmm. tried to keep the child quiet and eventually just pulled him off of the trolley with him. So sadly, um, Gaffney's body was never found, but Fish did admit to killing him, butchering and eating the four-year-old. Now his full account on what he did to Gaffney was extremely disturbing. So we decided instead of reading the entire full, horrible, gory details, we'll let you, uh, we'll read you a little section and then you can Google and find the entire, uh, play-by-play of what he said he did on your own. But um, something we'll talk about later, I do feel he played up a lot of this for shock value as he was known to fluff up some stories.
1: Mata? Yeah, absolutely. Just a little clip of the letter that he wrote regarding Billy Gaffney. He says, I took tools, a good, heavy, cat-of-nine-tails, homemade short handle, cut one of my belts in half, "'slit these halves in six strips about eight inches long. "'I whipped his bear behind till the blood ran from his legs. "'I cut off his ears, nose, slit his mouth from ear to ear, "'gouged out his eyes. "'He was dead then. "'I stuck the knife in his belly and held my mouth to his body "'and drank his blood. Oof. "'I picked mm-hmm. up four old potato sacks and gathered a pile of stones.' from here he proceeds to talk about how he cut him up through some parts in the water and then proceeds to go on about how he ate him cooked and ate him yeah um i'll be honest when i first read that
0: i i don't know cuz he he also did a, a play by play of grace but it was something about
1: the details from that one that really hit me he really got graphic yeah, he got about extremely
2: Billy. graphic with the vegetables and all like he got yeah. very very
0: yes um in 1927 that same year he is suspected of killing 12 year old yetta abramowitz uh, who he beat and strangled on the rooftop of the apartment she lived in um this man actually also had a name for his torture kit he used uh to kill and dismember his children his victims and he called this he got his weapons his implements of hell that's mm. what it was. Uh-huh. It was his implements of hell. They looking at me like, girl, we don't know what the hell you talking about. No, I'm do, sorry, I y'all. do remember
2: that, but so Ooh, he think he's saying. me. I wasn't sure the words. Yeah.
0: Yes, 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 yes. Um, and so in 1928, he lured two boys, uh, one of which he had been molesting in his apartment by promising them sandwiches. Now, while the boys were there, they were wrestling and they bumped into the mattress and underneath, they saw a knife, a cleaver, and a saw. Rightfully so, this terrified the children and they took off running. They got the hell out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully a few children were able to get away from him but he was so smart and he moved a lot that he was able to actually avoid ever being captured again he worked as a painter and a prostitute so he was allowed to travel a lot for work the following year in may of 1928 edward budd was looking for work on a farm and released an ad Fish saw the ad and planned on hiring Edward, Edward, tying him up and mutilating him. He arrived on May 28th after responding to the ad and agreed to hire Ed and his friend. He was supposed to send for them in a few days, uh, but telegrammed them and let them know he was delayed. Now, once he actually arrived back uh, to Ed's house, he met his younger sister, 10 year old Grace, during that encounter and he decided to take her instead. He brought them some strawberries and pot cheese. What the hell is pot
1: cheese? cheese made in a pot hot so cheese like, like spreadable cheese I don't know okay i'm not sure we could look it up
0: i literally don't cook i, I offered rachel some hot dogs and roman noodles yesterday noodles? <laughs> <at my Roman. laughs> <laughs> So, okay. Uh, But he offered some strawberries and some potted cheese uh, from his farm. And he concocted a story about how he was going to his niece's birthday party, who was the same age as Grace. He asked if he could bring her along, and they agreed. Now, the mother was hesitant, but ultimately she was like, okay, take her. I just don't
2: understand. I do not understand. This strange man waltzes
0: into your home, and you let him take your child.
2: Right. And to go to a birthday party, I don't give a damn.
1: Yeah. He had apparently also quote-unquote tried to impress the family by taking out a wad of money from his pocket wow. and asking grace to count it for him so she sat there counting the money mm-hmm. and the whole family's like wow he must have a lot of money you know just yeah. kind of giving them that first impression um once she counted it, it was something like 94 five sense, mm-hmm. right, dollars and some cents. 90 but that wasn't no
0: red flag like at all to and you? that also goes to how smooth and suave he was mm-hmm. like he was able to convince an entire family let me take your child with you, your daughter with me to this random birthday party
2: even though i'm coming for your son to supposedly help me with this damn yard work
1: or whatever it was that just yeah. doesn't make any sense to me Definitely. yeah he just made that story up on the fly while he was there mm-hmm. you know you
2: right because he saw grace he was like oh think, actually right. i
1: want grace i want the girl mm-hmm. like i thought you were here to pick up edward not right go to a birthday party and it was
0: also because he was gonna hire edward and his friend it was also claimed that he changed his mind when he realized like okay edward might beat my ass mm-hmm. i'm gonna go for somebody which, which would be an easier target can't overpower yep them anymore um so fish fish actually ended up taking grace to the same house he planned on taking her brother to torture him he took off his clothes so that he would not get blood on them while the young girl picked flowers in the yard Mm -hmm. he caught her upstairs from a window hid and um yeah that's uh when he decided to torture her So when he did not return with Grace in the evening, like uh, he promised, the buds uh, contacted the police, of course. Now, Fish did a really good job. This man actually was smart. He did a good job at covering his tracks, and the police had nothing to go off. The address to the niece's house, of course, did not exist. Uh, The name he gave them, Frank Howard, of course, was a fake. fake, And he took back the telegram he sent them so that it could not be traced. Now, the detective on the case, King, he tried and tried and kept coming to dead ends. He actually ended up charging a man, Charles Edward Pope, with the crime because of his ex-wife accusing him and Mrs. Bud picking him out of a lineup. This part of the story didn't make sense to me. So it said that Mrs. Bud later admitted she mistakenly picked him out of the
1: lineup and he was released. Do you guys read any more information on that? I did read that she claimed that she falsely identified him or maybe at the time she thought that it was him but i didn't read much more into it than that like, even,
2: but it makes sense because it wasn't him so yeah.
0: mm. so i'm just wondering like i wonder if the police kind of like coerced co-host co, oh, her co-host it's possible jesus y'all i gotta stop drinking before we do this shit <laughs> <laughs> coerced co-host her yeah. statement yes um So, in 1930, he is suspected of killing four-year-old Emil Alling, Robin Jane Liu, six years old, in 1931, Mary Ellen O'Connor, 16, and Benjamin Collins, 17, in 1932. Now, after that, uh, in 1934, six years later, he decided to send a letter to Mrs. Budd about her daughter, the one he kidnapped, uh, Grace.
2: Right.
0: That letter... My dear Mrs. Budd. In 1894, a friend of mine shipped as a deckhand on the steamer Tacoma, Captain John Davis. They sailed from San Francisco to Hong Kong, China. On arriving there, he and two others went ashore and got drunk. When they returned, the boat was gone. At that time, there was a famine in China. Meat of any kind was from one to three dollars a pound so great was the suffering among the very poor that all children under 12 were sold to the butchers to be cut up and sold for food in order to keep others from starving a boy or a boy or girl under 14 was not safe in the street you can go in any shop and ask for steak chops or stew meat part of the naked body of a boy or girl would be brought out and just what you wanted cut from them i will skip down yeah, again you guys can you can find all of the letters word for word on youtube so he then says several times every day and night he spanked them tortured them to make their meat good and tender at this point he's talking about his friend first he killed the 11 year old boy because he had the fattest ass and of course the most meat on it every part of his body was cooked and eaten except the head bones and guts he was roasted in an oven all of his ass boiled broiled fried stewed the little boy was next went the same way At that time, I was living at 409 East One Hundred Street, rear, right side. He told me so often how good human flesh was, I made up my mind to taste it. On Sunday, June 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. Bought you pot cheese, strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat in my lap and kissed me. I made up my mind to eat her on the pretense of taking her to a party. You said yes, she could go. I took her to an empty house in Westchester I had already picked out. When we got there, I told her to remain outside. She picked wildflowers. I went upstairs and stripped all of my clothes off. I knew if I did not, I would get blood on them. When all was ready, I went to the window and called her. Then I hid in the closet until she was in the room. When she saw me naked, she began to cry and tried to run downstairs. I grabbed her and she said she would tell her mama. First, I stripped her naked. How did she kick, bite, and scratch? I choked her to death, then cut her into small pieces so that I could take the meat to my rooms, cook and eat it. How sweet and tender her little ass was, roasted in the oven. It took me nine days to eat her entire body. I did not fuck her, though. I could have, had I wished. She died a virgin. So y'all looks, y'all faces kind of say it all. Um,
2: Can I have some more wine, please?
0: (laughs) yes i think i'm gonna cut myself off um <laughs> his cockiness and pure evil intent uh that he sent to mrs budd would be what eventually led to his arrest
2: he was arrested december 13th 1934 so that was literally just five six years after he um he killed grace okay to me this happens very very quickly okay He was arrested December thirteenth, 1934, and his trial was only 10 days long. You want to talk about the letter first? The letter? Yeah. So what kind of got him caught, the capture of him? So the letter um, actually is what got him caught um, because the letter was on um, some Mm stationery, and the stationery was from the New York Private Chauffeur's Benevolent Association, And that piece of paper was from a janitor that Mm -hmm. that lived at the rooming house with fish.
0: His dumbass sent the letter to the victims on On, stationery that could be identified. Right.
2: So he sent it on. (laughs) (laughs) I really was trying not to laugh,
0: but he sent it. He sent it on stationery, like, "Hey, come and find me." Mm -hmm. And they Mm -hmm. actually end up checking the uh, handwriting of four hundred employees. Yeah, so they
2: they eventually like found out it was Fish mm-hmm. and went to um to uh to his 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 place of residence and arrested him. How about this man? He wasn't belligerent or anything like that. He mm-hmm. just he just went on along with the police. Like he didn't deny anything. He didn't deny writing a letter. He didn't deny killing Grace.
0: Now I will say, so Fish he actually had checked out of the boarding house, but he would receive a monthly check from his son, right? So Detective King was like. I'm going to stay at the boarding house I'm going to camp out and I'm going to catch his ass (laughs) now tell me why he went through all of this just to almost not catch him so on the day that he actually got arrested on the 13th like Rachel said King ended up leaving the boarding house and going to the station once he left Albert returned and the bo- the actual owner of the boarding house was like, oh, shit, you just, he here, I'm a stall, I'm a stall, I'm a stall. So then King came, he came out, guns out. Like, sons out, guns out. He like, ah, where ah, he at? Pow, ah, pow, pow. Right? <laughs> so Fish is like, ah, oh, you know, we cool, we cool, I'm gonna go with you. Pulled out a razor. Mm-hmm. King was able to actually subdue him very easily, because again, this man mm-hmm. was old, oh, he was frail. He was what, 66, 65, 66, yeah. something like that? Yeah. So King kind of laughed at him, was like, ha, ha, pop, pop, mm-hmm. and like apprehended him right away. Yeah
2: back to his 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 trial his trial was only 10 days long now just listen to this timeline though so he got he got arrested december 13th 1934 okay so you know new year's is coming you know um, in january so it was about a year maybe his trial was in march 11th through 22nd Mm -hmm. was not long at all four psychiatrics. Um, testified against him, like for the state. Mm-hmm. However, one of them did say that they felt like he was insane. He was insane then, and he's insane now. But in order to 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 be proven insane, um, there's this this McNaughton rule. And ever since Daniel McNaughton, a deranged workman, was acquitted of a 1843 murder in London by reason of insanity, the so-called McNaughton rule has been benchmarked for of of sanity in the american courtroom and it reads as follows to establish a defense on the ground of insanity it must be clearly proved that at the time of committing the act the party was laboring under such a defect of reason from disease of the mind as to not know the nature and quality of the act he was doing or if he did not know it that he did not know he was what he was doing was wrong. Mm-hmm. Okay, only one psychiatrist said, said that <laughs> Fish was insane, and and Fish also said himself that he was insane because I mean you know his childhood was absolutely un- unbearable. However, he was sentenced to death, and he was executed. Okay. And he was executed on January 16th, 1936.
0: Mm. So that timeline
2: is very, very short. Yeah, they did waste any time. They didn't waste no time. But this is what I want to say to y'all, though. He was convicted of Grace murder. He was not convicted of any other murder. Like, that's, the, that's why he was in jail. That's why he was in the courtroom, because he was getting tried on the murder of Grace. He wasn't getting tried on any other murder. Now, even though he did admit to... Hundreds of them. If you let him tell it, mm-hmm. he was only convicted of this murder. Yes, he was put to death and everything, but that's where is to to me, in my opinion, is not fair. Um, yeah, he died and he was put to death, but it wasn't fair for the other victims. There was lots of other victims, but that's because he wanted he didn't he knew that they weren't going to be um taken seriously because they were either black. Or they were uh, poor, or mentally disabled.
0: Mm-hmm. The only three that were like, for sure, for sure, um, proven were Grace Bud, Grace, Francis McDonald, and Billy. And Billy. Right. Yep.
2: So after he, after after he, um, after the jury, you know, deliberated, they only their deliberation was literally for four hours. I mean, I would have deliberated for four minutes, honey, because uh, you're you're guilty. Right. But this is what. Fish had to say after the jury's verdict what a thrill that would be if I have to die in the electric chair he beamed it would be the supreme thrill the only one I haven't tried but then his mood shifted and he goes but it wasn't the right verdict I'm not really sane, you know
1: that's what he said mm-hmm. damn right you're not
0: <laughs> i don't be- i
2: don't know i don't believe that he's insane i don't
0: i do not believe that he's insane at all i mean to inflict that level of pain on yourself though like he put 29 rusted nails into his own groin he stuck needles in yep his, groin yeah. in his abdomen uh-huh so it's like to inflict that level of pain something off up there i mean he may be off but he's not insane he mm. killed the girl
2: and then wrote her mother a letter years later letting her know what he did.
0: Right. I also that's know that not insanity. What, yeah, Fish what constitutes insanity. Right. You know? And he was really good at lying and manipulating people. Like, he was very, very smart. He did all this shit intentionally, and a lot of his claims were not proven. So he knew what he He was fully aware of what the fuck he was he doing. He was
2: very aware, and that's why I don't... No, you're not insane. You crazy as hell. Yes, you do have a problem, but you're not insane, though. Oh, you knew exactly what
1: you were doing. So to say insanity, it includes you don't exactly know mm-hmm. that you're doing something wrong. And you remember. And just... You
0: can recollect everything that you did. And one of the... looks um... back at it fondly. Right. One of the therapists even Very said that he fondly. had, he had like, a psychopathic a personality without a psychosis. Like Even the therapists are like, he he a different kind of crazy, but he ain't crazy crazy. Right, he was, he,
2: yes, he did have to go to, um, he, he was um, committed to Bellevue, uh, the New York Psychiatric Hospital in 1930. However, he was released to be fit to live in society. Like Mm -hmm. yes, you have a problem, but you're not insane. You knew exactly what you were doing to these children, right? And you you picked out certain kids so that you wouldn't get caught. Mm -hmm. That is that is that is to me you were damn near genius doing that shit. The way you did it,
0: right. Mm -hmm and and why we say like the number of kids that he actually ended up abusing is not known but he used to joke that he had a child in every state every state yes mm-hmm. and while the number's not known i uh, the number that i've seen to be kind of common was three to nine victims that seemed to be about the average number that people are saying like i think he was three i think I was... so it's anywhere from three to nine in every state no um did you see anything about his attorney the jack dempsey guy and what he wanted him to do Did y'all see that? Dempsey,
2: (laughs) Dempsey was trying his best to make this man look like he was insane.
0: And he (laughs) He was his attorney.
2: Right. He, he, he tried his, his best. Well, because after all, how else was he going to get him off?
0: Right. So, how else was he going
2: to get him off? mm -hmm. So. he he tried his he tried and that was his only defense he's talking about something you know the bellevue case really says something here guys like (laughs) 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 no it don't dempsey okay
0: (laughs) the man is crazy but he's not insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) and fish he he clearly wanted to live on forever and kind of like haunt everyone's dreams for years to come so what he actually did was he would write notes while he was uh awaiting his, His lawyer execution. refused,
2: he, he, he refuses mm-hmm. to this day, like, to, to yep. reveal what to he reveal wrote. Those. He yep. wrote, uh, Fish caught himself writing out these damn notes, like, after he was convicted and all that, you know, while he was waiting to be, you know, uh, put to death. Mm-hmm. He wrote a bunch of notes, like, I think it was, like, hundreds, Dempsey said, of, of of like, everything that he had ever did to, mm-hmm. to everybody, including all these children or whatever. And he was just, like, the... The stuff that he wrote in the letters were so gruesome. He said he said he would never let anybody read mm-hmm. what that man wrote.
0: And his actual quote, he said, I will never show it to anyone. It was the most filthy string of obscenities that I have ever read. It was too disturbing, the notes that he wrote. Dempsey never wanted them to see the light of day.
2: So do you think that he was exaggerating as far as what he did? To these children, you think he was exaggerating,
0: not to all of them, but I definitely think he did a lot of things for shock value. That's the whole reason why, after he got caught, he was like, I'm gonna write out all of these horror stories, my lawyer gonna present it to the world, and I'm gonna go down as the most terrifying
1: serial killer everywhere
0: ever, yeah. at all times. He wanted notoriety, right?
1: So, I think he lied a lot. He loved the attention that came with it, mm hmm. So, I think. That he probably did a lot of those things. However, he really kind of glammed it up for himself um, so that he seemed even more evil. He was Mm -hmm. already evil, but he really liked to portray himself as absolutely
2: more evil. Like, right. like, yes. Way more evil
1: than Because he could have easily came out and said,
0: like, I, I killed nine kids and I ate them. But to go on and be like, I yeah. killed a kid and never state," Like, clear, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> <To> <laughs> go on. To lie. <laughs> how
1: you ate them, how
0: you cooked <laughs> right. them. Like, he'd like always put a little <laughs> and on something. Sh- like,
1: show. Like, right. are you, what is your goal here? Mm-mm. Yeah. And I have another quote um, from him that just kind of shows how... I don't know what the word is. Just delirious. Okay. (laughs) How he liked to paint himself. Um, I can read it. It's a story from when he was at the orphanage. And then he kind of turns it around and and you'll see. I'll I'll read it. Okay. (laughs) I am a man of passion. You don't know what that means unless you are my kind. At the orphanage where they put me, just before Garfield was assassinated, there were some older boys that caught a horse in a sloping field. They got the horse up against a fence down at the bottom of the field, tied him up, an old horse. They put kerosene on his tail and lit it and cut the rope. Away he went, that old horse, busting through fences to get away from the fire, but the fire went with him. That horse, That's me. Mm. That's the man of passion. The fire chases you and catches you, and then it's in your blood. And after that, it's the fire that has the control, not the man. Blame the fire of passion for what Albert Herbert Fish has done.
0: Yep. it's a crazy man who was not aware of (laughs) of what he was doing. Right. Now, I don't think you got to answer. Do you think he was lying? No, I don't.
2: I think... I think he did do a lot of what he said he did. I mean, mm, that quote. Of, was deep. of course we're not going to know for sure. But I just don't see how, I just don't see the reason in lying about any other death, any other gruesome thing you did to these children. I mean, we know what you did to Grace because you, because you wrote the letter or whatever. The little boy was found, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't get why he would lie about anything else.
0: He liked the attention. Yeah, he, he did. He was a tension whore.
2: And since I mean, but he got what he wanted. We talking about
1: him. Right. Yeah, all and this time later. I was thinking, especially since a lot of the victims are people that may or may not have been searched for. Mm-hmm. He could make up all this stuff. Like, there's a possibility there. Do I think he made it up? No, but... I think there's definitely a window there where he could, yeah,
0: absolutely, and I mean, some would even argue today that these same children that he targeted they're not given that same level of concern and respect, so mm-hmm. their disappearance and abuse it's not handled the same way with care, so it's easy for them to be forgotten. so sadly, if he is lying, we'll never know, I'm telling the truth. I want
2: to know like why he felt so bad for grace. I think he was obsessing with her, and so he wanted to torture his
0: mom. He wanted to torture her mom, I'm sorry. So I think that was more so, again, about him controlling the situation. He wanted to torture the family long
1: after. Right, he was probably thinking back, like, that was a good one. What more can I do to Mm -hmm. get some more pleasure out of this? Oh, let me torture the family a bit because usually he
0: would write them lure a letter. he mm-hmm. would lure the kids away from their family. Right. He actually formed a connection with that family. So that family knew exactly who he was and he's like this is the only family that actually knows me. The other kids he like would be like hey get this candy. Come here. Come on. Come mm-hmm. on. But he actually got a connection with that family. It's like I can haunt these people for the rest of their lives and right. they'll never be able to catch me. Cuz he was there
2: for a few days because he went there in what like May May twenty eighth or something like that. May something. um, Then he left and came back. Right. So, so you know, it was it was some days later because it was June third. No, he. That's when he got grace. Yeah.
1: Just on on a lighter note, I looked up pot cheese. It's. (laughs) 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 Go ahead, Christina. Hit it. It's a, it's a variation of cottage cheese with a larger curds and a thicker consistency. Oh. That sounds disgusting.
0: <laughs> I like cheese. It was good. And I'm so like, he was proud to be cheese. bringing him that damn cheese. And strawberries. I forget it's the strawberries cheese. now. I mean, I guess that, it would be good with the strawberries. The gas cottage cheese. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it came all the right. way from a farm. They probably ain't had that level of cheese quality Do you think he really got it from Hell, a farm? He no, probably he got stole it from a store. He stole it. <laughs> I'm like, he stole it away. If he got it from a farm, it was not his farm. Uh. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure one of the, um, the the detective as they were trying to catch this dude was King. that they tried yeah. to um track down where the strawberries and the pot cheese came yep, from and they he tracked did. it to a store. So he definitely <laughs> lied about the, the got cheese. this from the farm. Took the barcode off our right <laughs> freaking <from here. laughs> thirty nine cents. Puts uh, it in a basket.
0: <laughs> right fucking fish now i, I realized this episode was not the easiest maybe to listen to uh clearly it was not easy for me uh, i got tongue tied a lot um <laughs> anytime there, there's children involved it's it's quite difficult and it's very heavy for me it's something i have to get a little bit more comfortable with something i'm going to challenge myself with uh on talking about um but i am kind of pleased with the results i guess with him um i mean this man was the reason i say kinda is because he was able to live out his full life he inflicted a lot of pain and suffering on children before he was ever caught. So it's like, at that point, even though he got executed, was justice really served?
2: And see, that's what that's what my point was. He he got convicted for Grace. Mm-hmm. For Grace Buzz's death. He didn't get convicted for yeah. anybody else's death.
1: There's a lot of victims so,
2: that... Yeah, he got put to death, and yet yeah, he died. I mean, what yeah. more can you possibly do? You can't kill him twice, but I mean they didn't get the justice that they were supposed to get mm-hmm. because they didn't get a trial. Right. They didn't get a trial. Grace got a trial and the other children and other victims, you know, whoever he did anything to, they didn't get a, they didn't get a trial, but he was put to death. And so what more can you do?
0: I wonder if that's going to be like a common theme we find throughout this uh, podcast. Cause even when Annie Doss. They didn't convict her of any other murders. They focused on the one the husband. Last one. The one husband right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, so as I stated last week, at the end of every episode, we will have a cold hearted question for our listeners. So to make sure we don't end on such a heavy note, let's bring the mood back up. Ladies. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. If you had to prepare a horrible vile Waste of human flesh for (laughs) consumption. How would you prepare any body, part, organ, you name it, and make it sound appetizing? My cannibals in the house, what you got?
2: I really love pork skins. Okay. So I'm going to just rip your skin off, you know, Mm. clean, you know, excess blood and fat and stuff. And then, you know, cut it and fry it. Okay. But I also thought about doing some human
0: chitlins. You know what? <laughs> the most country ghetto show. Okay, human chitlins. With the large intestine and the small intestine. With a little hot sauce. Oh, Ooh, and some bread. Okay. <laughs> I
1: feel it. I feel it. Cannibal Mata, what you got? I was thinking of busting out the old grill or a smoker. Mm. You know, get some human ribs up in there. Just I thought about out. ribs. Yeah. I love ribs. Yeah. Okay. Smoke them. Um, so, you're going to smoke the ribs? Yeah. There's going to be some sauce? Yeah. Okay. Definitely do a few layers of like barbecue sauce. You know, let a it few, kind of caramelize. A few layers of barbecue yeah. sauce. Yeah. Let it caramelize. And then put dump some it more on, it on, there. T- on there. Rotate mm-hmm. it. Let Sweet it Ways nice barbecue. That sauce. sounds kind of good. Sweet
0: baby raised. That do. It's barbecue. So, I got two. Um, one of them is for a long drive in the middle of summer uh, finger popsicles okay so you're gonna cover them with like a strawberry puree and then you you put them in lemonade and you let them freeze right so then you got a finger strawberry lemonade popsicle you just lick it you you got a bite into it you just tasting the flavor it's just the stick yeah the the finger is the stick exactly See, oh then you're God. not even really eating it. You're just licking lim- l- lemonade and strawberry. Okay, Rachel, I like there that There was a cop-out. There was? Okay, <laughs> this one is not, though. I got you. I got you with this one. A rolled spicy eyeball. All right? So here it is. So Delicacy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It is, right? Mm-hmm. So you take the eyeball and you dump it in panko crumbs. Mm-hmm. I just learned what panko crumbs was like oh, two nice. weeks ago. Oh, uh-huh, <laughs> I'm excited, right? And then you crush up some flaming hot Cheetos and you roll those on the top okay and then you're gonna bake them and you eat them with a pickle on the side All right. so this is a childhood hood rat recipe where throughout high school we'd eat a pickle a big old pickle with either red Kool-Aid or we bite the top off and we stuff hot Cheetos inside of it so anytime you're eating any type of hot Cheeto mix you gotta eat it with a pickle on the side okay that sounds
1: good it is and
0: if you're our age I mean of course eat this with caution with some some Tums around but But yes, <laughs> the eyeballs and you roll them with the panko crumbs and some crushed up flaming hot Cheetos with a pickle for the crunch in the sweet. So, are you gonna fry this? Yeah. Or, oh God. You gotta fry. You gotta have that crunch and it's a little pop inside because eyeballs got a lot of liquid and shit inside. I'm assuming. I, I think so. Maybe you can well, drain when they, it when
1: they bake. They might. Some of that might uh, ooze out. Yeah.
0: This We're gonna bake on so the Don't fry
1: them, y'all. Bake. I mean, okay. Or you could Ooh, do a bit them. of like a surprise. You could do some deep fried pickles with the do deep fried a bit eyeballs in there. And then you never know what you're gonna get. Exactly. <laughs> See,
0: Christina, give me some girl. She into it. Rachel over this. Me and Christina having fun, okay? <laughs> I'm so done. <laughs> Listeners, make sure oh you leave God. us comments and tell us if you had to and remember, this is only the most vile of human. Waste if you had to consume someone who was being very. Vi- think of Albert Fish if you had to. If you had to prefer- prepare Albert Fish, <laughs> how? And again, we're doing the world a favor by doing this. We're getting rid of him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's fair. Eye for an eye, <laughs> literally. Okay. Hell. <laughs> oh, my god. oh my god. As. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for rocking with us for episode two of Blood Sisters Podcast. (laughs) Please, 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 again, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube and Facebook pages. You can find them under Blood Sisters with a Z because we classy, educated broads like that. Okay. Feel free to also hit us up in our email with suggestions on serial killers you've always been fascinated with or would love for us to cover. Or if you feel like we've missed some things on Albert Fish, we're always
1: open to learning more. Or if we maybe missed some things, messing some things up. Let us know in the comments there's a, section. There's a ton on a him. Ton. If there's always a possibility to get something a little mm-hmm. goofy, get some dates messed up. So definitely, hit yeah. us up. Because I found some
0: conflicting um, stuff, but I don't want the podcast to be too long. So I was just like, we're just going to wait and we'll talk to y'all in the comment section. Um, there was a lot that happened on him. But feel free to hit us up on, on our social media. Or again, you can always email us at whattheblood2020 at gmail.com. All right. As always, I am Natasha Carr with
1: Christina Mata. Rachel Thompson.
0: Flirting with darkness and promoting weird brown girl joy. Until next time. Mm-hmm. Peace. Mm-hmm.